It's estimated more than 100,000 medical procedures and elective surgeries have been canceled so hospitals can focus on COVID-19. More than 12,000 have been postponed in Ontario. For those in need of surgical or a medical procedure, how long must they wait? Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. We're coming to you from a remote location and practicing physical distancing to enhance safety. When the pandemic arrived in Canada, hospitals had a singular focus, treat those infected with COVID-19. All other treatments and procedures were canceled. In the first month of the pandemic, more than 40% of cancer surgeries were scrubbed. Just imagine you're waiting for life-saving surgery and you get the call that it's canceled and there's no way to know when you may actually get it. Earlier this week, a breath of hope for them came from the province of Ontario that some treatments and procedures could slowly resume at hospitals. Each one will have to submit a plan of opening to the province for approval, and the criteria is a stable number of COVID-19 cases, stable supply of PPEs, a stable supply of medication, adequate capacity of inpatient and intensive care unit beds, an adequate capacity for health human resources, and the availability of post-acute care outside the hospital that we would be required to support patients after their discharge. Now, Guelph MPP and Green Party leader Mike Schreiner has been calling for this, and he joins us now. And Mike, thank you for joining us. Is your office getting calls from those waiting for a procedure or treatment? Oh, yeah, Ed. I'm uh, receiving calls, emails from not only people in my writing, but people across the province uh, who are deeply worried about access to elective surgeries and especially those for more acute patients, especially I'm thinking of, you know, people who are, in, who are facing cancer, uh, but also people who are in severe pain when it comes to like knee or hip replacements. What challenges do you see for hospitals to reopen and be able to provide some of these elective surgeries, medical procedures, treatments? Well, first, Ed, I, I just want to say that uh, I appreciate the fact that we've been putting out a call on this. I wrote a letter to the health minister, and I was happy to see the minister respond positively to our request to reopen elective surgeries. I think the criteria that hospitals need to meet are good. In my conversations with uh, hospital CEOs, uh, those are the concerns they have uh, because, you know, right now, things like N95 masks are being prioritized to people who are working with COVID patients. But when you have people coming in to surgery, uh, you're going to have to assume that they could be COVID positive. You don't know. And so being able to uh, have enough N95 masks, for example, uh, having enough uh, supplies uh, in terms of medicine and spacing, et cetera, in hospitals will be critically important to be able to reopen elective surgeries. Uh, So to me, the biggest gap right now in what the government announced is a funding plan for hospitals to ensure that they have adequate funding resources to be able to meet the reopening criteria. Now, in in terms of funding, you know, obviously hospitals, they, they, you know, they get their funding in the budget annually, but are are we looking at topping it up even more? Oh, and I think we're going to have to. I mean, obviously, the additional expenses that hospitals are facing uh, in terms of uh, ensuring proper physical distancing. So just imagine, you know, two, three months ago, most of our hospitals were over capacity uh, and had a, a number of patients uh, being cared for in hallways. Uh, so when you're caring for patients in hallways, it's very difficult to maintain proper physical distancing. Uh, there's also, you know, there's been supply shortages of PPE. We've had to prioritize to 
COVID-related re uh, healthcare providers. We're going to have to expand uh, some of that PPE to, to everyone within a hospital setting to be able to reopen surgeries, uh, medications. All of that's going to cost money. And if hospitals don't have adequate funding mm. from the province, they're not going to be able to reopen in a way to provide the elective surgeries that so many people desperately need right now. You know, Mike, when you, you you cancel those elective surgeries, medical procedures, and, and I can understand why they would have did that when, when the pandemic arrived, how is this going to impact wait times? Yeah, it's going to be a big challenge because as you can imagine, you know, now we have a backlog. So hmm. those people, you know, people that, you know, have cancer, people who need, you know, a knee or hip replacement or people who need, you know, other medical procedures, like those needs haven't stopped. And so they've continued to grow. So now that we have a backlog, it's going to be very challenging to clear that backlog. I say that firmly uh, supporting the decision the government made uh, to prioritize preparing our hospitals for uh, a peak influx of COVID patients. So that was the right decision the government made. Uh, now that we're in a position where it's clear that we have the capacity to restart elective surgeries, we're going to have to ensure hospitals have the proper funding in order to restart those elective surgeries. And that's where I, I think the current gap exists. Mike Schreiner joining us on the Unpublished Cafe, Guelph MPP and leader of the Green Party of Ontario. And, you know, I, I'm kind of curious, you know, we look at bigger cities uh, in the province. I, I'm wondering, would it be prudent to assign one, one, you know, a city with more than one hospital to just deal with COVID and then another hospital deal with everything else? Is that prudent? Does that make sense? Or, or are there things missing here? Yeah, well, one of the things I've heard from medical professionals is just the importance of separation between COVID and non-COVID uh, mm -hmm. patients, that, that can be done within a facility uh, and or in some cases, if you have the capacity, it can be done between facilities. Uh, so obviously places like Toronto are better positioned to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, smaller cities like Guelph, where we only have one hospital, that's, mm -hmm. that's going to be a huge challenge, yeah. uh, which if you think about it is most of the province. Uh, so I, I think that we're going to have to look at how do we create that, that spatial separation within uh, facilities for the most part? And facilities are going to need additional funding to deal with this. And my big concern, Ed, is in, from what I'm hearing from a number of healthcare professionals is, you know, we may see a second wave of COVID in the fall. Let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope that, you know, as we start to slowly and carefully reopen the economy, people practice proper physical distancing and uh, implement proper public health measures to prevent uh, a second uptick. But if we have a second uptick in the fall, when we already have capacity issues in our hospitals uh, due to seasonal flu, uh, there could be constraints on the system again. And so this is where I think the government's really gonna have to look at what type of funding is gonna need to be available for hospitals to restart elective surgeries uh, but to also make sure we're properly preparing for the seasonal flu uh, come fall, winter, and a potential second wave of COVID. Uh, and, and so to put all that in place is going to take, you know, a smart plan, but it's also going to take adequate funding. You know, it, it's interesting and I think a little bit worrying as well that, you know, emergency room physicians are reporting a 60% drop in the number of people going to the hospital ER for, you know, urgent care. Um, 
are people just afraid to go because they're afraid of contracting COVID or what's your perspective on that? Well, and you know, I'm going to leave that to the healthcare professionals to analyze because I'm a, I'm an evidence driven decision maker. So I don't want to speculate on that. I mean, I, I have heard uh, some speculation that, you know, fewer people are going to emergency rooms because they are concerned about contracting COVID. I mean, obviously we have less people driving vehicles and walking around going to work. So, you know, workplace injuries, um, you know, vehicular crashes, those types of things are reducing stress on our ERs as well. But I'll leave it up to the the people crunching, collecting the data and crunching the data to, to give us those answers. The province estimates it would be weeks until treatments procedures can resume. Are you comfortable with that timeline? Yeah, I feel like we should accelerate that timeline. But the only way we're going to be able to do it is if hospitals have adequate funding to be able to put together the plan that the province is asking for, which which makes sense. I mean, from what I've heard from meeting with uh, you know hospital CEOs and uh, healthcare professionals within hospitals, that those are the concerns they have, which is what's been outlined in terms of what a restart plan is going to look like. But the challenge is, is if they don't have adequate funding resources to implement that plan, then it is going to result in further delays. And I and I think you know for people who are waiting for cancer surgery, um, you know alleviate you know surgeries to alleviate acute pain, uh, you know there's a number of issues people are facing. Uh, you know people who need a stent because uh, you know mm. they're at risk of heart attack. I mean there's a lot of other serious healthcare concerns that people have that elective surgeries are, you know, play a vital role in addressing. And the sooner we can get those up and running, the sooner we can start clearing the backlog that we've um, developed over the last few months. Mike, I want to thank you for joining us. Absolutely. At any time. Mike Schreiner is the leader of the Green Party of Ontario, as well as the MPP for Guelph. Cardiologists are seeing a surprising and concerning trend in the midst of this pandemic. The number of people going to the emergency room for serious health issues is down dramatically. And to find out more about that, Dr. Mark Ruel is the vice president of the Canadian Cardiovascular Society, as well as a surgeon at the University of Ottawa Heart Institute. And doctor, the drop in number of people coming to the ER with serious health issues is well it's growing uh, are people just afraid i think so uh, i think uh, you know people may be misjudging their symptoms for perhaps uh, like covid or they may also be wary of coming to hospital with uh, potentially being exposed to to covid in the hospital environment so i think there's a number of reasons uh, there may also be a third reason uh, reason with regards to cardiac disease that uh, many people, unfortunately, are a little less active because they don't have the same demands on their physical activity and, and getting out of the house and doing errands, et cetera. What, what's the impact on some of these people of, you know, if they're having a bit of a serious health issue, not going to the ER? This This can become a, an even bigger health issue for them, right? Absolutely. And we, uh, at the uh, heart specialized centers, have really focused on getting this message uh, out loud and clear. And essentially, you know, I think for the next months and potentially years, we'll have to manage 
two threats at once. Uh, obviously, a threat of COVID and building capacity in our hospitals and, and care facilities. But at the same time, we have to continue uh, understanding that disease processes go relentless, and especially cardiac disease, which essentially, you know, not everyone may die as a result of late presentation, but there may be other effects. Some of those are clinical, others are subclinical that may result in impairing function of the heart muscle or even lung function or functional capacity. You know, at the beginning of this pandemic, we we heard about hospitals being overrun and, and it was just it was just nonstop. And now it seems that there's more room and space from the Canadian Cardiovascular Society's perspective. Are hospitals ready to start accepting more patients for other medical procedures and, and treatments, that kind of thing? I think that's a fair statement. You know, the the governments and the hospitals and the public prepared very well. I think, uh, you know, Canada has had a good response to COVID. We haven't been hit, at least in most provinces, as much as we thought we would be. Uh, and there was sufficient capacity that was prepared for at the level of the healthcare system. Uh, this being said, you know, many things have been put on hold. And one very important aspect is obviously cardiovascular disease treatment. So we at the Canadian Cardiovascular Society have made sure to get this message out. Uh, do not ignore your symptoms. And essentially, the things to look for are not very complicated. Uh, chest pain, shortness of breath, uh, things like uh, weight gain, peripheral swelling, uh, swelling of the extremities, etc. cetera, uh, being lightheaded, having a uh, uh, heart pounding or irregular heart rate. These are all things that require attention. Dr. Mark Ruel is the Vice President of the Canadian Cardiovascular Society, as well as a surgeon at the University of Ottawa Heart Institute, as we talk about reopening some medical procedures and, and treatments in a hospitals as uh, COVID-19 starts to, starts to dissipate a little bit. And, you know, in terms of getting those medical procedures done, like, you know, whether it's MRIs, whether it's, you know, there's cancer treatment, there's surgery, what would the society like to see uh, in place before those can resume in hospitals? Yeah, well, that, that's an excellent question. I don't think the answer to that is fully defined yet. The field is moving every day, uh, literally, with new knowledge. Um, we know that even, you know, one, one possible thought is to test everybody, but even testing everybody is not an absolute guarantee. Uh, that uh, people will be safe at all levels of their uh, journey through the healthcare system. And frankly, we don't have the resources or available reagents right now on a Canadian basis to test everybody. Uh, the fortunate aspect of this is that I think so far, the governments and the hospitals have done a good job. There are certainly in my field in cardiac surgery, there's very few, if any, cases of patients who have been brought to the cardiac operating room and turned out to be COVID positive or developed COVID in their convalescence. So, so I think the screening tools, the tool, tools that we've used together as a team so far have been quite effective, but there's certainly room for improvement. And I think, as you say, as especially with regards to diagnostic cardiac testing, as this ramps up, we're going to have to really make sure that we have the very best available. And I think that's everyone's intention. Doctor, I want to thank you for joining us. You're most welcome. Take care. Dr. Mark Ruel is the Vice President of the Canadian Cardiovascular Society, as well as a surgeon at the University of Ottawa Heart Institute.
Now it's your time to weigh in on the issue. Do you feel Ontario hospitals should reopen for COVID-canceled medical procedures and treatments? Yes, no, or unsure? You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote and have your voice heard. I want to thank Green Party leader Mike Schreiner for joining us, as well as Dr. Mark Ruel, Vice President of the Canadian Cardiovascular Society. And I want to thank you for listening to the Unpublished Cafe. Stay safe. I'm Ed Hand.